I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. (laughs) Hello and welcome to Frank Film Club. The film club where anything goes and everyone's welcome. Frank Film Club, take one. Hello everybody, welcome back to Frank Film Club and Happy New Year. (laughs) This week we are watching the gorgeous Little Miss Sunshine, uh, which was released in 2006. And you hopefully have already seen it. If you haven't, then you're in for a treat. It was written by Michael Arndt, directed by Jonathan Dayton and Valerie Farros, who are a married couple, which I don't know if you knew that, but we'll get into that in a bit. Uh, The story is about a bit of a disjointed family who drive across the country to get their daughter to the finals of a beauty pageant that she really, really wants to be in. The film stars Abigail Breslin, Paul Dano, Alan Arkin, Greg Kinnear, Tony Collette and Steve Carell and it was really well received and did really well with loads of awards and what did you guys think? Happy New Year to you too! <laughs> Happy New Year! Yeah! I, this is a film that's always been in my life, I can't remember the first time I watched it. I've watched it so many times but I haven't watched it probably in the last like, well probably like five, six, seven years and re-watching it for the purpose of this, where I'm not such a passive viewer anymore and I'm actually paying attention to a lot of different things, I'm like, how did they do this? It's perfection. Um, I love it. Similar, to be honest with you. I have loved this film forever. This is like just one of my favorite films. But the great thing about watching it now is like with all of the tools that I've learned from film club and like talking about and like watching and just like understanding films, I now, well, I hope that I can actually try and get to the bottom of like why I love this film and what it is that sets it apart rather than just being like, well, it's just good, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> and so there are some films when like you go to rewatch them and it's a bit like, well, yeah, I've already seen it. But this one was like just as enjoyable as seeing it for the first time. Oh, yeah, it's beautiful. It's a really beautiful film. It's very universal as well. I feel like a lot of different people say that this is one of their favourite films. So it was actually really interesting to look into how it was made and like who the directors are, who the writer is. And I don't know if... Do you guys know much about like anything behind it? nothing fab i'm glad so yeah it's directed by a couple which in itself is like incredible and quite unheard of i think this was their first feature they'd done commercials and music videos before this the script came to them like michael aunt had written it already and then took it out to different directors they loved it and they've obviously like did an incredible job in it and they've only ever directed things together since as well so they did battle of the sexes (gasps) yeah 
Love that film. And another film called Ruby Sparks. Uh, and I feel like that's about it. They've had loads of other films in development before, but they are very picky because they both want to do it together. So they've got to both be loving it. And they also said that they um, like to make sure that the script is really, 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 really solid before going into any kind of production. Whereas like a lot of producers will be like, just like start casting, start doing this and it will like figure itself out. And they're like, no we need to focus and like get it sorted before. I wonder, or maybe they just can't agree (laughs) and they both have to be like in, like both of them have to be like, yes. And that's a lot harder to do if there's two, like two people making that decision. I'd love to know what their working relationship's like. It's obviously amazing, obviously. I feel like every person who watches this film watches it for a different character. And that's probably why it captures such a big audience. But I think the reason why you can have these characters who are so amazing and that you love so much is because they're just written to perfection and every word that comes out of their mouth is just like carefully selected and it all means something. Like quite often when I read someone talking about themselves as a character in an ensemble project or watch something like that, it's always quite contrived in that they're like... Oh, I used to paint, but not anymore. And it's like, (laughs) and they're just trying to build the fact that they're like sad or bitter or something. And it just doesn't feel like this movie where actually I know so much about all of them, but I never actually really once remember them speaking about themselves. The only time is when Steve Carell is telling Olive about himself, but it works because she's a child and she's asking like questions that children ask. And so, yeah, I just think that that's so cool. You'll probably be interested to know then that during the scripts, the film's development, when they were still um, trying to get it made, it got sold to Focus Features and they wanted to do a few rewrites and make and focus the film on Richard Hoover and him and it be about him and it be like either Ben Stiller or Jim Carrey play him. Wow. Which is like horrible. Like he's the character in the film that I feel like everyone hates until the end. Yeah. You don't want to know anything about him. Yeah, and it's so... When I find that out, I'm like, that's so annoying because then it just turns into any one of those films that you've already seen with that, like, flawed character. So that happened. They tried to do a rewrite with Michael Arndt. He was like, no, like, this isn't working. So they fired him, got a new writer on, (gasps) and then they did a new script, showed that to uh, Jonathan and Valerie, and they were like, well, that's not a film we want to make. So they are like, we're out. And then, so then Focus were like, oh, okay. And one of the original producers came back, bought it back. And then the the old team got back together and they just kind of made it as it had originally meant to be. This is like quite possibly like the best indie movie, you know, like ever. But those execs, like they must be kicking themselves. That's amazing. <laughs> I know. It just shows that like you do have to take those risks. It was so scary though. It's so scary to stick to your guns. Like these creatives are still human as well. So I'm sure they must have had doubts along the way. And it can't have been so straightforward that they were like, no. So for them to actually still stay there, that's like really impressive. Because Yeah, you would just start to doubt yourself and be like, am I being stupid? I would. (laughs) Another funny fact within that, one of the people that they had to like kind of fight to have as part of the cast was Steve Carell because he was such an unknown at that point because he'd only just been shooting The Office it wasn't released yet so they were a bit like mm, this Steve guy hasn't really done very much don't really know about him and but then obviously they kept him and now he's massive and yeah 
That's madness. Uh, yeah, I love him in, in this character. Or I wish I could see him in more characters like this. He probably has done that I haven't seen. In the morning show, he plays uh, more of an emotional character, I suppose. Or, well, just somebody who needs a bit more emotional range than his comedy roles. But um, he, he broke my heart. Like, I, I, it's re-watching it now. I was sat on the sofa and I was just like, just smiling, not even like laughing at what was on the screen, but just like, oh, this bit's coming up, this bit's coming up. As you get introduced to all the characters at the beginning... Yeah, he's he's amazing in this. They're all amazing in this film. All of them. Yeah, they are. So, what are your favorite relationships in the film? Like, who do you love spending time with in a in like a duo? Because I feel like it does break out into duos quite a bit. Paul Dano's character and Steve Carell's character. I think there's just a even when he's you know not speaking. Also, such an incredible performance to not be speaking the whole time. Well, for most of it as well. It's so good. Actually, on this rewatch, I always just thought that the dad was like, boo, hate him. But now that I'm a bit more grown up and like just, I guess, have just a better understanding of people, I guess. I actually really liked him so it's him and his and olive's relationship he kind of like has to take his own advice all of a sudden like all of the 10 steps that he talks about i just i don't know i thought it was full circle and i loved that this little girl taught him that and it was like amazing so that was a bit more of a standout this time around Uh, right at the start of the film when he's like doing his uh, speech and then all the lights go up and there's like four people there at that point I love him because I'm like oh my god bless you and then you kind of I kind of was a bit like oh you've been a dick but then he wins himself back well the, the the part obviously that is just horrific he doesn't actually say anything bad to her really but obviously is the connotation behind him saying about the ice cream oh yeah that's really bad <laughs> so bad one thing though that like i would never want to diss anything about this film but like she's not fat no (laughs) because i've only realized in interviews that when watching interviews that they're like yeah it's a film about a fat kid who wants to do this and i'm like she's not a fat kid at all (laughs) um she's not fat yeah and also like that's not character trait somebody being fat is not you know yeah oh my god um so speaking of uh Dwayne and Uncle Frank then their relationship there was actually quite a lot of deleted scenes of them too <gasps> which you should watch they are so good they're on YouTube oh perfect yeah and they did um there's just like a few little chats that they have like ex- extra little chats um in between other scenes and there's and there was one that they shot that was where they like go out on these surfboards and apparently like the whole thing was just an absolute nightmare and it was all a bit weird and they were like what were we doing um but what at what point would they have been on surfboards i don't know i'm not sure where that was meant to slot in but you should what you should watch some of these deleted scenes they're really lovely and you can kind of imagine where they would have where they still happen but you don't see it you know that goes back to what you were saying there at the beginning maze about like how the writing was so good that it doesn't need to be it doesn't feel contrived it's not like yeah like i don't like films where it's like 
hey, bro. Oh, well, they're related. Or remember when Nan died? That was so sad. But if they had had something, <laughs> I'm imagining that that was probably a really sentimental, like, bonding moment between the two of them out on the surfboards being bros. That they, yeah, it would, wouldn't feel right in the film. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's just so clever, like all of the tiny little things, like just the simple element of making like the grandpa teaching Olive, like it just ties up so many holes. What what could be holes? Like, why is he with them? Why do they keep have to get there once he's passed? Like all of that stuff, like it's just such a simple thing and it just powers so much of it and like... Yeah, there's just a lot of that. And I, and I just think it's just really clever. It's all just so much fun, but it all makes sense and it all needs to be there. And I just think that that's like, that does take a lot of time to find, I think. So apparently with the ending of this film, they they did struggle and they they reshot some bits and they they went back and forth on loads of different things. Again, it's all on YouTube. You can watch all these alternative endings. You should watch <gasps> it. Yeah, it's really good. Wait, not without the dance, though. The dance is always there. Oh, no, so post-dance. Dance is always there. Right, it's like right at the ending. That's so funny, because I was literally thinking... What's going to happen next? This is the greatest ending to this movie. Well, no, because they all just get in the van, and they all run, and I was just sobbing my heart out. So oh, that's what you were crying <laughs> Many tears were had. I've just remembered the 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 dance, and then I was like, "Wait, what's going to happen after this scene?" I just couldn't remember what came next. So that's interesting that they, yeah, that they struggle with that last bit. So they, I'm going to run you through some of the alternative endings, and then yeah, love it. So the original one that was written into the script was like they have like driven off. And they stop at a, in like a lay-by kind of place and they're having like a picnic and a chat around this table and it's just like this like slow zoom in and that happens. And they shot it and it, they could only find this place that was like, it was too beautiful a spot. It was like, watch the YouTube video. It's absolutely stunning. But it felt like it was from a different film. It was like too stunning and a bit too contrived. So when they were, apparently when they were shooting it, they were they were like actually let's just stop and we need to go back to the drawing board and then they did then they had it where they were all in like the police station which you do see but in one of the uh endings they had hand they were all handcuffed and they were like maybe this is a bit much and then abigail directed an idea <gasps> um and it's like they all steal one of the trophies that's good, Abigail. <laughs> yeah, which is actually really good. And that, but then they were like, maybe we don't want to leave them with like the fact that they're just like stealing stuff. The thing about Abigail's version of the ending is the film is so much about like winning and or you're a loser that then late if they were to take a trophy, which is obviously about winning, then that would be. It just gives the wrong messages, isn't it? It's about them coming together. Well, I just think that it's so perfectly set up, the whole van thing, the whole time that they can't stop and they all have to get in. Like, it's just set up the, like, perfect number of times. And even when she gets left behind in the gas station. I love it. (laughs) It's crazy, isn't it? Because, like, as an adult, you just look at her and you're just like, you are so cool. 
and like her outfit, just everything about her. But it's so funny that in that setting, she's just like, she just sticks out for all the wrong reasons. It's just so weird. Like the fact that she's got this whole, this family, but they are all just like in awe of her. Like she is, yeah, she is so cool. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Now it's time for In, In the, the Club. Club. Now it's time for In the Club, which is a part of the podcast where we ask you, the audience, to tell us your thoughts and questions about the film and we will read them out and answer them and discuss them. So the first question is from Swara Ramaswamy, who has asked questions before. And they say, if you were Olive, would you still have performed at the end or would you have chosen not to? That's such a good question. And mm, what what would you guys do? When I was when I was a kid, I actually did do like a talent shows and things, not like um not sort of pageants, but I did this kind of thing and I I did get over really really nervous and really really overwhelmed and it was part of why I enjoyed it, I think, even though like sometimes I was like just sick to my stomach with nerves. But I think something like this could have could have actually stopped me from doing it. But, you know, in the car on the way home, I would have regretted it so much, not having not done it, even though at the time I would have been too, too like, just too traumatised too. But, yeah, my mum my would be going to me, you'll regret it if you don't do it. Like, you've got to do it. And I'd be going, mum, I just can't. And she'd go, all right. And then I get in the car and be like, oh, what have I done? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I used to get very, very nervous. Wow. Do you still get nervous or is that gone now? It's like a better nervous now. Like it's like excitement and adrenaline and like nothing bad's going to happen. But like I think I used to think something bad would happen. (laughs) Yeah. I think about uh, Olive in this film though. If you were Olive, would you still have done it? Olive is completely oblivious. Olive still, like, obviously the grandfather's died and she's sad about that, so that might be a reason why she doesn't do it in the end. But she's actually oblivious about the fact that she's not on the same level, in the same arena, even in the same room as those girls, really. She doesn't know. So if you were Olive, you, would, you didn't know, then no, you would have the confidence, and that's why she's got the confidence to go on stage and do that. But I also did da- like dance competitions when I was younger and I also was not like skinny like the other girls. I remember I had this horrible all-in-one like a costume and I had like a little tum-tum and I was embarrassed of it 
and but I knew but Olive doesn't know and there was a few times where I didn't want to do it and I I always ended up doing it but and and how did you feel um just the same <laughs> just just glad that I did it I I was like would get the um trophies etc so even though I had the term and like people would take the mick out of me I was like still wicked at dancing so love it love that so the I the answer to your question Suara is that I would have done it in the end yeah good oh Olive she's not got that nervousness in her oh doubt at all she's so great okay so we've just got a couple of um, comments in general. So Leon Othi says, best movie of the 2000s, which I really, really agree with you. If I'm trying to explain like independent cinema and like the difference in like topic, in like tone and style, I always use this one as an example because everyone's seen it. It really just like like bridged, it bridged those two like you know the blockbusters with the, you know the actual substance. Yeah, with the indies, <laughs> with the indies. Yeah, yeah. so true. I, I think it's just one you can always go back to, and everyone just rates so highly. I haven't met anybody who was like, don't know about that film, and if I do, I'll probably not talk to them again. <laughs> Quentin Lunsford said blown away by Steve Carell in this movie yeah stand out and, and then Goosefather1020 says Tony Collette is as always amazing in this I just love everyone in this film like in this film but also just generally I really think they're all incredible actors yeah <laughs> um Olivia George said, uh, underrated cast, and it has the same feel as Captain Fantastic. I really like that film. Yeah, this does have similar vibe. Oh my God, yes. I love that film. Just like a family feel-good film, it's just the one. But also, like when you say family film, I feel like that often means kid film, but it's not. Neither of those, like Little Miss Sunshine and... And Captain Fantastic show actually quite deep in some ways. I probably still rate this film over Captain Fantastic, but it's still very strong. NM King ninety one has said their friend at school said never deny a little girl ice cream, and the pain in her voice really stuck with NM King. Um, that <laughs> that scene is horrible. It is. Yeah, I'd sort of forgotten that when I was talking about like the dad's redemption at the end. I'm like, oh, he's such a good dad, and then he realizes his ways. And uh... but that was literally only the last five minutes of the film. He was like not very nice. <laughs> the bar is on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know those things though. When you're that age, it's like that is gonna stick with you like I remember little comments being made to me not about well about food about anything and when you're around that age those little things just stick with you and they can cause problems yeah although I feel like at that age for food stuff I was I would have also just been like I literally just want to eat what I want to eat and just wanted to eat everything I think or do you think, yeah, at that age it would stick with you? Well, it's just the way that he's saying, like... Yeah, he's insinuating. Yeah. 
do you think that Paget Queens eat ice cream? And just like that, she stops eating her ice cream. It's so sad. It's like the realization of this thing that's bringing you joy is going to make you fat. And if you're fat, then you can't be in a pageant. That's so sad. I think it would stick with with you when you're a kid. That's so mean. Yeah. Don't deny anyone any food ever. Ever. Mm, mm, mm. And our final question for this episode is from Gob L. Diego who asks, what is your favourite scene from this movie and why? My favourite has got to be the last scene where they're, well, not the last scene, but where they're dancing, you know? But one of my, the scene that really sticks out in my mind is when he finds out he's, he's colour blind, when he runs out of the van. Oh, yeah. I feel like I've said it like three times in this episode, but just the bit when he boffs through the barrier in the camper and they can't stop and he's like just trying to get there on time. Yeah. Just, oh my God, it just makes me sob. I don't know if it's the score, if it's, I don't know. Just the fact that this dad is like trying so hard to do something on time, just I that absolutely dagger in the heart. It kills me. No. So, so sad. <laughs> I think my favourite scene is when, so it's the first time that the, and it, well, it's the first time that they all, run to get into the van and they like it's when they first kind of work as a team and they're all and and then they're all in and they're all like whoa that was so good and they're like no one's left behind that's definitely my favorite and it's like because it's the first time that you're like oh they're like a they're a bit of a team actually as much as they don't want to admit it yet and I think that's really lovely oh what a film so final thoughts I will watch this film again and again for the rest of time. And I feel like it will always be a blueprint for whatever we do when we make movies. I think like coming back to this film as just like a, just like the character development, I think is just like very, very strong and very unique to this film. And for that reason, I think I can take it with me just to have fun. But also, I think I'll learn a lot as I, you know, as we make our own projects and, yeah, trying to develop something which is well-rounded. Um, yeah, I I love it. I'm so glad that I've had the opportunity or the push to watch it again as my older self. It's so detailed it's so sincere, it's so wholesome, but it's also not really wholesome. Someone dies of a drug overdose, but um, and there's other very serious themes. But um, yeah, it's uh, perfection. I love it. Such a good film. We'll watch this forever. So it was like my introduction to indie films, I think, as well. And just love. You could recommend this film to so many people. And a great way to start the new year. Happy New Year. Year. And we'll be back soon. We'll be back very soon. Before we go, do we want to... What are some of your your New Year's resolutions, guys? Mm. I need to stop eating so much sugar, but then I Uh, worry about my energy levels. Did you not just listen to the conversation we just had? Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) That cannot be a New Year's resolution. Mine. I mean, every year, just watch more films and more series without worrying what I'll act, how my experience will be before I watch them just watch them I have got better at that since we've done film club but I wanted to get better at that that's probably it um 
My New Year's resolution balanced my time a bit better between like socialising and working because I think the more that you meet people, actually in terms of create, like we're doing right now, creating films and talking about films and, and um, yeah, just like creating characters and stories. I think that, yeah, the more that you like engage with the world and see the world, like the more that you kind of understand it and then you can actually do better work. And I think that I've spent a long time locking myself away and it'd be nice to actually just like not do that and balance being out experiencing the world with writing about it and watching films about it yeah you can't really make stuff make films about the world if you're not going out in the world <laughs> so true my new year's resolution is i'm gonna stop looking on right move at houses i can't afford every single day oh but that's also so much fun <laughs> <laughs> i love doing that well great questions comments thank you so much everyone for getting in touch with this film um, please make sure you all get in touch for the next series. We are at Frank Film Club. Yeah, follow us to keep in, keep updated with when the new series will be out as well because it won't be long. And especially, we want to hear all your thoughts and what you thought about this series so we can make an even better one next series. But if you watch any films and you're like, this is mad or like this is something that I think would divide opinions or something that would make really good conversation please send them our way because that's what we love yes send them in thank you so much and thank you hannah and larry and frankie our editor thank you and thank you morgan who helps us with our social media um and everyone in between geordie who helped us with music this year um who else you Maisie. that's who <laughs> oh Stop. Thank you. Uh, who else? Who else? <laughs> this podcast was presented by Wrapped. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.